This is a HeadGum Podcast. Well, man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Come back to Buckets. Uh, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again with Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. Never give up, Buckets Nation. We're trying, trying again. <laughs> Here's the difference. This time we are in different rooms in different houses so there's not going to be an echo right so for full context um last time we tried this was the most recent episode previous to this one and we tried to get fancy with it and it to say it crashed and burned would be a compliment it was it was horrible to listen to based on those who listened and (laughs) we had to try try again yeah so we tried to do a live watch while in the same room and your mic was bleeding into mine. Mine was bleeding into yours. It was a it was a dry dress rehearsal, and the theater caught on fire. For, but we learned lessons that day, for sure. I mean, it, to say that we were drunk on the idea of Twitter Spaces out of nowhere is an understatement. Like you and I just like got hooked. Like <laughs> neither one of us was necessarily like in the space to begin with. But that we were like, we can Twitter Space. We can Twitter Space. <laughs> yeah. How hard can it be? You click a button, the audio bleeds, and nobody can hear anything thing we get some nasty tweets and we call it a day that's that's most days on the internet so now you can just hear us experience it firsthand i think based on the hundreds that we're getting the fists that we're seeing pumped in the the space itself the the waves we're all everybody seems to be hearing us clearly and we're able to record it as a regular podcast too all right so fingers crossed this goes well amir we're not just doing a twitter spaces while we do a podcast record what else are we doing um in this episode we're watching a classic nba matchup ripped out of 1949 slash the first game of the season the new york knickerbockers and the boston celtics that's what we're doing we're doing it live and folks i've been for full context in hawaii and palm springs uh that's a flex for the past 13 days and i haven't watched a day of nba basketball so i was expecting all of these 10-day contracts to be on the court but i'm seeing jason tatum i'm seeing julius randall and it's starting to feel like the nba might be turning a corner on omicron maybe you know what it is they didn't take a break but you did Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah (laughs) So, there's a lesson in Joe that. Johnson, there's a basically. lesson in that. Take a vacation, folks. <laughs> they, they, you missed like Joe Johnson. You missed Greg Monroe. You missed Isaiah Thomas playing for two different teams, and that's fine. Right. And most importantly, I missed the surge on the mainland. So uh, I missed a lot of important things. It sounds like. Yeah. What was going on Hawaii wise? Um, as we watched this basketball game, because no one scored since we started recording, so we haven't missed. <laughs> that's right. It's <laughs> twelve been... to four for eight regular minutes i've seen julius randall airball too so um back to what i'm used to but um <laughs> i tell you hawaii is its own set of rules ab like what's happening in america the mainland really doesn't affect what's happening there but again i was in a wow. complete tourist scenario coming off of watching white lotus so it was a loaded experience to put it mildly <laughs> <laughs> seven people died yes you ended up getting off the island right i I really just tried to blend in um but i did miss the nba it was fun to hear that joe johnson showed up that greg monroe showed up and had like a like a solid double double like off the street lance stevenson last night did he have 20 in a row or 20 in the first quarter (laughs) 
<laughs> I it was definitely in the first quarter. I believe it was in a row. I don't know if that meant like 20 consecutive pacer points or 20 points without a miss, but he was definitely like eight of eight at one point with 20 points in the first quarter. Like that is up there with J.R. Smith going back to college and joining his golf team for like feel good story of the year. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and it kind of spoiled uh, Kyrie Irving's first quarter because he came out and, you know, the story was about him and then Lance Stevenson just shows up and starts air guitaring all over the place. Yeah, that was one for the good guys. Can you fill me in? Can you give me some context on Kyrie's first game back? Because, again, this is the first basketball game I've seen, this Knicks-Celtics game we're watching right now. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he refused to get vaccinated. So the state of New York was like, you can't play here. Or maybe just Brooklyn. <laughs> and then the Nets were like, this mm-hmm. is ridiculous. You can't play on our team if you're not even going to be get getting vaccinated and playing at home. We can't just, like have a set of rules for everybody and then a special set of rules for you, Kyrie Irving. That's not the way the world works. We don't care how good at basketball you are. Right. One might call that admirable. Integrity. Yes. Anyway, flash forward four months and they said, fuck it, we'll let you play anywhere. We've Please lost 12 just games. Come back. <laughs> we lost three games in a row. Nobody can play. We're out of ideas for replacement players. Kyrie, just what do you want? Aboard. Yes, <laughs> we'll do anything. We'll play, yes, we'll play you on the road. It's fine. We'll do this. the two different set of rules. And Kyrie's like, you know what? I stood my ground. I get to play. Let's fucking do it. Uh, day one, Kyrie gets COVID, of course, obviously. Yes. yes. It was like faster than day one. It was like we were still <laughs> counting the minutes from the Woj tweet to the second Woj tweet. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like, like a matter of hours. He, like, Kyrie has left <laughs> his house for the first time in 19 months. Kyrie Irving has the Omicron disease. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because he's sort of entering an environment where eight of 14 players are sick. So yes. ob- odds are he's going to get sick. And he did, in fact, get sick. So flash forward 10 days, you're in Hawaii. Kyrie Irving beats the Delta or Omicron, whatever variant he got, and Mm -hmm. he gets to play basketball, but not in Brooklyn still. That's still a rule. Yes. So he Which could come to bite them come the playoffs. Come like weird (laughs) game sevens if they don't have home court advantage. Right. Well, I don't even know if they're gonna keep up this he can play road games only. I'm not sure what their new policy is. I, I I haven't been keeping that close of tabs on it. But he got to play yesterday for the first time in Indiana. And did it look like he didn't miss a step or was it like he was clearly hadn't played professional basketball in a year? Well, the first quarter was pure Lance Stevenson time. So right. he was struggling and Lance was born just ready. born fucking ready. That's right. Uh, and the Nets were down big. And then I guess he settled into it, started playing well, looked like the Kyrie of old, shot well, mm-hmm. let it come back. Turns out him, James Harden and Kevin Durant still very good at basketball. Yeah, big shocker there. Uh, they came back and they beat the Pacers, and now the Pacers are kind of um, in distress. Not necessarily because of that game, but yeah, they're they're not looking good this season. Yeah, they've been missing Brogdon for a stretch now. I think it's so the Kyrie thing. When you say that, like, uh, you don't know about this whole road situation, what do you mean by that? Do you mean that he might also not play in some road games, or what do you mean? No, by I that? I don't know if they're going to keep him on this like temporary fifty fifty basis, or if this is just like a current. We don't have a lot of players, so we got to play. East style deal that seems like bad optics to be like thanks for those four games go away again we'll call you when we need you right like it feels like once the lid is off now this is like now the precedent no that Kyrie plays in road games but they also changed the precedent before so uh, they're not they're not averse to changing the precedent and maybe that's the precedent just constantly changing your mind based on the yes the precedent is that there will be no precedent (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly uh so you haven't seen anything you haven't seen any 
any Knicks games or anything like that? No, I've been like totally off the map, like I said, which has been a nice vacation. It's nice to come back with a fresh set of eyes. But just to and just to put a coda on that Brooklyn conversation, it is odd yeah. that unvaccinated road teams can bring their players to Madison Square Garden and Barclays. That doesn't oh, is really that true. Yeah, which doesn't track, you know. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. So if you're you're unvaccinated, but on the Pacers, you can play in Brooklyn. But if you're yes. on the Nets, because you're technically a city employee or something like that. I, it might go down to that granular, yeah. But I, I've heard that on Lowe, Zach Lowe's podcast or somewhere, and I was like, hmm, that's a tough one to wrap your mind around. Jesus. Just yeah. get vaccinated, I guess. That's one way to avoid this entire headache. Right. Um, Amir, one narrative in this Boston Knicks um, game that we're watching right now is that you have the Knicks over and I have Boston's over. Now, I am a Knicks fan, but uh, you are also rooting for the Knicks in this matchup. Yeah, I'm very confused. I also have the Celtics under, so like I'm all over the place. I need, mm-hmm. I, need I have the, the Celtics to win, over. and I need the Celtics to lose. You need I have the, the Celtics to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this actually carries opposite. a lot of weight for you and I. <laughs> yeah, we should really switch those teams. There's no reason for us to be this torn. We've talked about it before. The reason why I picked the Knicks under is from being a Knicks fan for the past 20 some odd years, emotional hedge is the play. Like bet against them so that when they inevitably let you down, you win a little money. That's, that's where my heart and head was at. And then when they were five and one, I'm like, um, all right, I guess I picked right. And your emotional hedge didn't turn out, but at least your team is good. Now, since then, they've gone, what? Uh, right. Uh, 13 one of us has been watching the Knicks. <laughs> one of us has been <laughs> yeah. watching the Knicks for the past 15 years. Right, exactly. But they were playing so well last year and they came out of the gate really hot. But it's, it's hard to tell what's, what's good, what's normal and what's injuries, what's COVID and what's not. Yeah, the cameras in this Celtics-Knicks game that we're watching keep cutting to an injured Kemba Walker, and they're not showing Derrick Rose because I don't think he's there. So we lost two of our like starting point guards, or like our one and two, pretty fast this season, which doesn't help at all. It was the Derrick Rose injury was the biggest part. Like He was their, the Knicks' savior. Whenever like uh, the starting mm-hmm. five wouldn't play well, it's like, let's put in Derrick Rose for 36 straight minutes, and he would save the game. Now they don't have That's that right. safety valve. Yeah. You know what? One thing that I was realizing, Nick Nurse plays his players like 44 minutes a game, but Tibbs gets all of the heat (laughs) for playing Randall 38. Suddenly 38 is like he got a quarter off compared to Siakam. (laughs) I was looking at some of those dudes. He plays like a seven man. This is the Toronto Raptors coach, of course, but like like players who get like minimal minutes play 40. And I was like, Nick Nurse is a secret (laughs) Tibbs killer. (laughs) Yeah, nobody cares. I didn't even know that. I did not follow that at all. Because there's no precedent there. Again, there's no... uh there's no like uh, backstory of like Bulls players complaining and or getting injured or mm-hmm. anything. It's so much. It really like sells the whole narrative of it all, <clears throat> where it's just like once you have your reputation, that's it. Regardless, period. You know. Somebody asked LeBron recently about the minutes he's playing because you know he's played the third most minutes all time and he's also averaging thirty-seven minutes a game. Dang. And uh, somebody asked him like, "Are you concerned about playing thirty-seven? He's like, "For me, there's no real difference between thirty-seven and thirty-two or thirty-four." Like. Right. The recovery, it's like a full day of recovery, then like training leading up to playing. Like for him, it doesn't really matter if he's playing 32, 35, or 37 minutes. Like those are kind right. of negligible in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, like cumulatively at this point, saving four minutes a half over the course of 40 games means nothing to his net career. You know, right. he's already played way too many minutes for that to actually have a long-term effect. He's showing, speaking of the Lakers, AB, um, I haven't, like I said, been watching a ton of games. AD is still out. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, he's uh, he's still hurt. He strained an MCL, something in his knee, and they're going to reevaluate him in weeks and weeks. And then 
you know, the old, okay, now he can get back to it, but it's still a few weeks away. All right, now mm-hmm. he's getting close, but it's still a few weeks away. So we'll mm-hmm. see. I'm expecting so after out the, the All-Star break. I lofted out the narrative early in the season that the Lakers might be better with two superstars. Have they been playing better or worse, um, call it, in the last 10 games with just uh, Russ a, and LeBron running the show? It's a good theory. I think the fault in that theory is that Russ is not a superstar. So we mm. haven't really wow. quite figured He's getting it paid out like yet. one. Yes, getting paid for past superstar productivity. Don't know if he's got the uh, superstar potential in him anymore. Although, okay, so I will how say, would you quantify? Sorry to interrupt, but I do want to know how do you? Yeah. What would be your baseline for this? Would make Russ a superstar? I think it would be if if they if just by definition if he was a superstar they would be winning more basketball games like Russ hmm. would be able to carry a team to a positive plus minus while LeBron rested. But Russ was a superstar last year on a team with less stars, correct? Uh, I think he was a superstar in the second half of the season and not mm-hmm. a superstar in the first half. So he sort of worked <laughs> his way up to superstar status, but like. I guess it was fringe all-NBA third-team superstar. So, like, he was on the borderline of superstar. Yeah, superstar. I think that the probably inherent issue we're running into right now is that superstar is just so vague. You know, it's like, it's just so vague. But he, in my mind, is, we we both agreed, he's the best third best player on any team in the NBA. He definitely uh has the most accolades of any third best player but if you're including Kyrie like i would That's say right. Kyrie's above Westbrook or right. you know and mm-hmm. Westbrook isn't even playing as the Lakers third best player recently it's been you asked how the Lakers have been doing the last 10 games they've gone from barely losing to shitty teams to barely mm. beating shitty teams so slightly okay. better trending in the right direction okay still not blowing out anybody no we're not winning by okay. 30 at all no that's not how it goes and as and as a Lakers fan, is this like overall disappointing or are you like, all right, we'll take what we can get right now, like trending in the right way, just got to get to the playoffs? There's a bunch of uh, disappointed Laker fans. I am more of a, like you said, take what we can get Laker fan. I'm like, you know yep. what? This is, we're, we're beating the Rockets by three, but it's better than losing to them by three. And maybe when we get AD back, we'll be able to beat any team by three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take what you can get at this point. But it is such a stark difference from the outlook of before you guys played a game this year. It is wild. Yes, we had the uh, the we were supposed to be thirty and seven, not the uh, Golden State Warriors. Remember when like people didn't know whether the Warriors would be a five hundred team because they didn't even make the playoffs last year. Yeah, what is so different about them? Is it jo- is it the Jordan Poole and uh, Gary Payton Jr.? Is it Gary Payton Jr.? uh like additions or is Steph that much better what what changed I think it might be the they haven't had to sort of integrate James Wiseman into anything so they haven't been like forcing a square peg into a round hole and addition by subtraction right yeah and then they replaced those minutes with Bielitsa who's like a perfect stretch five for them and then uh Steph and Draymond haven't been hurt and also in addition to that they got like Igudala back so like it's just like everything on the fringe plus every injury thing has broken positively for them. So theoretically, in the next 45 days, obviously in like the next three days, Clay comes back. But in the next like month and a half, James Wiseman does too. Is that kind of bad to have to cycle them in? <laughs> Clay, I think, is going to be solid for them because he's just going to have to replace like a guy who has to sit in the corner and make 24 straight threes. Like that'll Correct. be... 
I'm curious to see how good he'll be defensively, but I think he'll be a natural fit. It's the Wiseman minutes that it's going to be weird. Like, I don't know who their backup center is now. Like, he has to outplay Juan Toscano Anderson or something. That seems doable. Right. Yeah. James Wiseman. It's just like, at what point do you say, you know what? We've been so good without you. We're still going to keep you on the shelf. I know it's like their new toy, but at some point you have to say, we are really producing right now. (laughs) Well, they also have other new toys. They have uh, Kaminga, who's been playing great, and Moody, who's another like lottery pick. So they've had like two extra lottery picks in addition to Wiseman. They've done like an insane job of balancing a, a roster that's both being rebuilt and also like the old guard it's kind of unprecedented for that's the word of the night i guess unprecedented yeah it's unprecedented except that like they won like this for like almost five years in a row it's like so precedented for them but right now it's just like they're back somehow right but like why why weren't they back last year i don't understand how i guess last year they were worse than they needed to be and this year they're slightly better than they needed to be and now those two together (laughs) is a stark contrast is there any reality in which Steph Curry hits 10,000 three-pointers? He's cleared three. <laughs> Switching gears. Can Steph shoot threes until he's 48? Well, he's in his How old would he have season. to be? How many years has he been in the league? Can we try and do this math to see how old he would have to be to foreseeably get to 10K? I believe he, from age 22 to 32-ish, so about 10 years, he's okay. been in the NBA. This is he's tough. This is tough. Yeah. He can get to, he'll get between 350 and 400 in like his prime years. So like you got to imagine another 10 years of this productivity would be really, really, really impressive. Um, So I would put the over under at slightly under double what he has now. I'll go somewhere in the five to 6,000 range. So the idea of getting 10,000, I don't see it. Tough. Yeah. With with some decline. Yeah. You got to assume that's tough. I will say Steph 6K would be a great way to go out. (laughs) <laughs> on his 6003 he just fucking just, he just antonio browns it and just rips off his clothes runs <laughs> off the court people are like what the hell just happened releases a few text messages the next day he's good to go carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. It was funny how, uh, just switching gears to the NFL real briefly, I was in, I don't even know where I was, but I was out of town and uh, I got a text from you that you just said, Antonio Brown retired on the field. And I looked at the video and I was like, yeah, makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't quite embellishing. He literally took his jersey off mid-game and said goodbye to the fans uh, without his shirt in the end zone. That seemed like a retirement. Yeah, you got to love jogging through the end zone. Like, you don't even do that on playground basketball courts. When a game is going on, you don't usually jog like across the court when the game's happening. And he was just like, nah, this I'm done. <laughs> In a stadium that's not his home stadium. He was saying goodbye to New York Jets fans, I guess. 
I think he was saying goodbye, like a, a big royal goodbye. <laughs> and then he was just at the Nets game the following night. It's such a funny like PR move. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm still sitting courtside at these games. And if I'm, I might be incorrect, but I don't think I am. I believe he dropped a single that night too. <laughs> a song, Excuse- a music song. <laughs> <laughs> what? He rapped a song I could that be night. wrong, but I heard whispers that A.B., <laughs> Ripped off his clothes, <laughs> ran through the end zone, dropped a single, and then went to the Netscape in 24 hours. That would be amazing. I would love that for AB. As one AB and to another. That's that's big respect from one AB to another. I don't know if any of the listeners can somehow confirm or deny with some sort of thumbs up on uh, this Twitter space that he dropped a single. But I, we both would love to hear a that single. he dropped a single. Just a single. Is that a sound? Not an EP. Single? No. Not an EP. This no. uh, this was a song that he just had in his email and he's like, I think I'm just gonna drop this now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh, I just that retired. was fucking insane. I think I'm gonna upload a track yeah. now yeah. to sound. This is it's the it's the equivalent of going viral on Twitter and then below dropping a link to your SoundCloud. He went viral <laughs> on Twitter for retiring <laughs> mid game and then dropped his dropped his uh link. I think didn't MetaWorld Peace do that? Ron Artest, I think when he got his like season long suspension for the Malice in the Palace, he's like, I'm producing music now, I got an album coming out or a group that he was producing of maybe lady rappers. Does that ring a bell? That all rings a bell as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um and stay productive, Ron Artest. Good for you. You know, they say uh musicians want to be athletes and vice versa, so there you go. And run our tests somehow became both. Um, as a reminder to anyone who just showed up at this Twitter spaces, at, uh, Amir and I are currently recording a Buckets podcast <clears throat> and exploring also doing a Twitter spaces while watching the Knicks versus the Celtics. <laughs> yeah. I noticed we kind of dropped the ball on the uh, actual watching and commenting on the game thing. It's funny because I feel like you and I are recording a podcast and we're also just watching the game, but we're not talking about the game. Like I've been watching the game this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm staring at the game instead of you. And then as the game is happening, I'm talking about Antonio Brown's singing career. <laughs> That's right. And I can't confirm or deny, but it feels like the Knicks have 11. And it also feels like the <laughs> Knicks always have 11. <laughs> yeah, the Celtics. A freaking 11, dog. The, Cel- <laughs> the Celtics are also not playing well this year. Like, they're 18 and 20, as are the Knicks. Right, like the Celtics will have 19 at the end of the quarter, and that sucks. But I feel like the Knicks spiritually have been stuck on 11 for like the last 20 games of the season. Are we getting the same commercials? I feel like I'm getting a different commercial set because I'm watching via the TNT app and you're watching on YouTube TV. So right now I'm being uh, sold on CarMax. Yeah, that's totally different than what I'm seeing. Did you see the the Carl Anthony Towns uh, COVID testing thing called VUE? V-U-E? No, how does Carl Anthony Towns factor into it? Uh, so he's a, I guess it's the official testing. Um, I'm also now seeing a Jersey Shore 2022 reunion show where the situation is squatting his child, but, um, (laughs) it's the official. That's a good, that's a good reason to divert from talking about a testing (laughs) service for COVID-19. Yeah. I don't know which one of these things is more offensive, but I'll talk about the COVID testing. It's like this, uh, it's almost like a, a home testing site. So like, instead of just like a single test, it's this box where you can like replace cartridges and test you. I believe with the accuracy of a PCR test as as uh, many times as you want. You just have to buy like these cartridges that like uh, upload the information to your phone via Bluetooth. It's kind of like a fancy testing device that some companies are using to test their employees. Huh? And is Carl Anthony Towns an investor? Like the face of it? How does he factor in? 
Yeah, he's the spokesperson. Okay, got it. Did he get into, did he start talking trash? Did he call Russ a stat chaser at one point? <laughs> that was surprising. Yeah. He, by the way, he completely destroyed the, you know, when, when he went to a Laker game and he just, he got that 50 burger by AD. I think that oh, stuck yeah. around with him because whenever he plays the Lakers, he's very, very good and very, very angry now. Like he's okay. abusing the Lakers now to the point where it's like, Jesus, did something, did we do something to offend you? Or maybe he's just this mad now. You know, he had that like post-game press conference where he's like, I'm tired of fucking losing. Maybe this is his new attitude. Yeah, well, I will say that the game we went to like two or three years ago, he was manhandled by yes. Anthony Davis. Like, yeah. man, like we were watching like with our jaws on the floor. Like, this is embarrassing. Like, yeah. He's getting belittled, <laughs> physically belittled out there. So I'm <laughs> glad it stuck footer. with him because it was it was embarrassing to watch. <laughs> yes, and he Michael Jordan meme took that personally. Yes, correct. And then his team is like three games under 500, and he's like, I'm ready to talk some shit. <laughs> So then yeah, this I think is the best he got my team has ever been. He got, he got placed in the COVID protocol himself. And then he was on a Twitch stream gaming and, you know, a, a gamer that I'd never heard of started asking him all these personal questions. And Carl Anthony Towns was on that honesty serum. He was just telling it like it is. He was talking about mm-hmm. how Russ is pretty good as a player, but, you know, he's chasing stats. And then Draymond got involved. Like, don't talk about Russell Westbrook. I saw you in a game when we were up 30, and you were still there trying to shoot and rebound. So Yeah, this is that good gossip. This is that good high school gossip. I think Draymond is part of, like, the old cool guard. Like, don't talk about my fellow All-Stars this way. Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is part of the cool group. Carl Anthony Towns occupies a very interesting one-man lane. Like, he doesn't really have, like, I don't know his crew. I know he's a Kentucky dude, correct? Yeah, and he's friends with D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I guess that's the one. But, like, Carl Anthony Towns, something about him feels like a little opaque from from a uh, personality standpoint. I don't know if that's how he wants it. I think he's kind of, like, religious and or video Mm. game nerdy. So, like, he's kind of, uh, yeah, occupies. He's not, like, in the same social sphere as those like clutch clients and LeBron friends. Yeah, there was always a couple players too, like Roy Hibbert was one, LaMarcus Aldridge was another, where I was like, you'd rather be on Portlandia than in the NBA. Like, you'd rather be performing sketch comedy, but you're burdened by your six foot 11 frame. And so, and he could be another one where we're just like, shit, I'm seven foot. But the weird thing about Carl Anthony Towns is that experts all tell, tell me that he is like the great, like one of statistically one of the greatest offensive centers we've ever seen. And it's like, right. is he? Is yeah. he? Definitely when he's playing the Lakers in the last two years. He's one right. of the greatest offensive centers I've ever seen. He's like hitting right. threes at 45%, taking it down low, hitting every jump hook, dunking on people. It's pretty impressive. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm just not watching enough Carl Anthony Towns. I am watching uh, Anthony Edwards highlights still, and it seems like he's getting better by the game. He's awesome. And he was he's- another player who was like hunting. The Lakers played them again recently. And like whoever was guarding him, like he would take it personally, like ask for a complete ISO. And there's no slowing him down whatsoever. There's nobody on the Lakers that could stay in front of him at all. Can you say what his comp would be? Like, is his comp LeBron? Uh, I guess it was more like Dwayne Wade, but he like dunks mm. higher. So like he mm-hmm. can get to wherever he needs to go and finish. And it seems like he can hit threes better than Dwayne Wade. He had like 10 threes in a game recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, 10-3s. Tell me about your boy, because um, you've been texting me about him, but I really don't know enough about him. It seems like he got more than a 10-day contract now. Stanley Johnson and why he matters to the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Stanley is the manly. We got another fan favorite out of the blue. Of all these 10-day contracts that like came and went and 
you have high hopes and then they're gone within a week and a half. When Stanley Johnson played for the Lakers, it was like yes. the fans were so starved for a player that could just defend James Harden. He like he deed up James Harden. By the way, did not like stop him at all. He was still like getting thirty and ten, but like to just see a six foot seven inch like strong, fast twenty four year old on the Lakers, like yeah. we don't have that. We 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 literally have zero players like that. Like we shipped Stanley Johnson. We shipped KCP. We shipped. Um, Alex Caruso, all of our 20 year old defenders are gone. Uh-huh. And in walks Stanley Johnson, who is, let me double check, Stanley Johnson age. Uh, yeah, 25. Uh huh. Um, Damn. The name Stanley Johnson assumes that you're like 37 out the gate, like out the womb. It just feels like an older <laughs> name. So, like, Stanley. Just- just the just the fact that we one have a Stanley, which is cool <laughs> who 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 else in the NBA? Don't has take a that Stanley? for granted. Not don't no. take that for granted. Not every team has a Stanley. <laughs> I don't know if any team has a Stanley. Is there a Stanley? You do, friend. You do. We Stan Johnson on the Lakers. We Stanley. <laughs> so much so that like Laker fans were offended that they didn't offer him. They offered him another ten day contract. Some weird contract stipulation, but he had to take a game off in between those two contracts and we were mm-hmm. we were missing stanley we needed stanley and to lakers start. fans we tried to start ariza and we're like no ariza is not, not our man we need stan i look forward to the lakers giving stanley a 32 million dollar contract next season just like a yeah. four-year 128 and it's like whoops well, we did it again <laughs> we spent <laughs> it all again fortunately we can't afford it even if we wanted to so we're our budgets are tied regardless i don't know why anybody else didn't want stanley though he's a he's a solid defender and he can seemingly hit a corner three yeah, well, he's doing it for you. I, you text me a lot of, it's been, I think, is his name Austin Reeves? Yep. Austin Reeves. You've been texting me a lot of Austin Reeves in December, and it seems like Stan, Stanley Johnson is kind of the, the stand of the month for him. Yeah. Well, after we saw him hit that game winner against Dallas, he uh, got COVID and like has played two games since. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So that's why you've been quiet. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hate to see it, I'm Stanley here. already had, yeah. This Knicks score. Speaking of hate to see it, there's uh, 10 minutes to go in the second quarter, 940 to be exact. The Knicks are down 13 points, and we've only <laughs> scored 21. We just took a three-pointer, and it just hit the backboard, folks. No rim, just one of those, like, <laughs> boinks. An, an old-fashioned boink a off glass. A boink. Nothing but nothing. Been, oh, these I've, Knicks. <laughs> have you been following these new guys at all? The, the Grimes, the McBrides of, of everything? I watched them a lot in Summer League and um, got to know their game. They're both, like, perfectly fine. It's just, like, the Knicks are down 16 right now. And, you know, the Knicks are just... They're falling back into the mean, again, the median, where they just kind of have a very average team without that star that can, like, pull them out of rough stretches. And it's a lot of, like, hopeful youth. That's all we got. Yeah. Well, that was supposed to be Randall. Like, Randall was supposed to be their Tatum and supposed to be their Brown. But it seems like yeah. when they only have Randall and RJ, I guess, if one of those two guys aren't playing well, it leads to a 25-point half. And, yeah, and we are currently down 16, uh, 40 yeah. to 24. So <laughs> this is why but we like, emotional hedge. This is why we yeah. emotional hedge, folks, because when your team's down 16 and you bet, for, you bet the other guys, everything's going to be okay in the end. This is such a stark difference than opening night when it was like, it felt like these this could have been like a number two versus number three matchup in the east yeah the knicks knicks fans were drunk on bing bong for a couple days like for the first two weeks we were just drunk on bing bong we weren't really watching it was a double overtime game to start the season and it was the birth of bing bong and the death of the season 
Yeah. <laughs> and now uh, both of these teams are indeed tied, but for 10th. Yeah, I know. It's going to be scary if we don't uh, make the playoffs. I don't even know what next season looks like. Um, yeah. Just to fill people in, in real quick. Obi just threw down a dunk. Amir, you were a, you clowned Obi on the draft, saying how he's older than most of the NBA players who got drafted the year before, <laughs> yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've watched a little bit of the Knicks. Do you, has any sort of negativity washed off you when it comes to the Obi Toppin experience? He's a solid, like, uh, JaVale McGee rim runner style guy, like backup center, mm-hmm. bring him in, dunks on people. But he's, he often is trying to shoot threes, and I've never seen him make threes very um, confidently. Maybe I'm Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me okay. neither, for sure. Okay. <laughs> He's kind of like when we let Dwight Howard shoot for some reason. Like some bigs are grandfathered into the ability to shoot 27-footers and some uh, are asked politely not to ever. Right. And he's trending towards the politely, but we're, New York fans, we really like those jams. We just really like when you dunk it. I mean, he went through his legs mid-game, so at a certain point and you that's have like, to believe it. So here's my thing on that. He's done it more than once, and you can't really do it twice. You know what I mean when I say that? Like, you did it once, and that was cool. The second time, it's like, all right, like, we got to just win some games here. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can, and you can only do it when you're up big. You can't really do it when you're down 27. And you don't want to exactly. do it in a close game either. It was almost like an apology to the fans, like the, the most recent time he did it. Like, we were down, and he dunked through his legs, like, as if, like, uh, maybe you'll like this? <laughs> Shrug? Is this yeah. what you want? This is better than losing and not doing a between-the-legs dunk. Right. Oh, boy. I'm here. Knicks are down 17 to the 10th seed in the East right now. At home. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like you look above the Celtics and think, actually, we're better than the Celtics. We're roughly as good as this team. Like, they're not as good as any playoff team in the East. No, I'd kill for Ennis Cantor right now. (laughs) I'd die for a Marcus Smart on my team. That's Ennis Freedom to you. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, um, but it's it's tough because they lost a seemingly unnecessary player in Derrick Rose, but actually their most necessary player. Yeah, that's what it kind of like revealed is that while it seems like we're deep, uh, there's just certain players we just can't afford to lose. And that's almost all of them is the truth. <laughs> and it's also, again, hard to tell because some players are some teams are playing without eight guys and some teams are fully healthy playing against teams without eight guys. So, I mean, you but really it does have seem, no clue. It does seem like we've maybe peaked on the amount of players going out into health and safety like last week maybe 10 yes. days ago yeah i think yeah at the end of december was the worst i mean teams were literally postponing games because they couldn't find enough healthy humans at one point the lakers were playing in the same five-man unit russ rondo and isaiah thomas <laughs> that's, that's 15 feet of man <laughs> that's not okay that shouldn't be allowed slash (laughs) that's true yeah seriously if david stern can deny chris paul coming to the lakers all those years ago like adam silver needs to get on the court and say sorry vogel you're gonna have to take one out all right so like i mean at a certain point you're like okay lakers you should be better than the bulls but like you know we we almost beat the chicago bulls who are currently the one seed in chicago again with playing two guys who are no longer on the team, Rondo's in Cleveland and Isaiah Thomas. Maybe he's in Dallas, but maybe he's no longer in Dallas. So my over, my question to you, over under teams that um, Isaiah Thomas plays for this year, two and a half. So it's the two that he's already gotten, plus potentially a contract at the end of the year with like a Orlando Magic type deal. Maybe, or it's an, a playoff team that just wants to have as much talent as they can going in in the event one of their point guards gets uh, COVID. 
I mean, he he was pretty solid as long as he didn't have to play many minutes, and he can score. He just can't def- like watching him play defense. He's a little he's obviously short, but now he's a little slow too. It's not mm-hmm. he's not stopping anybody, unfortunately. Right. So you're saying he's going to st- after this ten day contract, it's a wrap. I got to go under two and a half, but I can see a world where somebody go- like a Denver team takes a flyer on him. Yeah, I could see the Lakers re-signing him, is the truth. Oh, God, please. I think we've seen enough. We needed him when Russ Russ got COVID, so we signed Isaiah Thomas, and then like a day later, it was like, actually, it was a false positive, and Russ was back. It's like, well, we still have Isaiah Thomas. I guess they can play together. They can't play Yeah, it's just like, well, we we rented this thing. Like, we might as well use the thing. Like, when we went to Hawaii, we rented four bikes, but we really only needed two. So, like, on the last day, we're like, how about four of us go for a bike ride? We have these four. (laughs) We need need to at least occupy three of these bikes like like let's all feel better and use the thing we rented once <laughs> that's right a sunk cost as they say that was isaiah right. thomas he was a sunk cost we have him. we might as well play him maybe it'll help him get a job elsewhere amir i don't want to um reveal too much but you did receive a document with some sort of technical updates on our oh yes unders yeah yeah i wanted to talk about this uh twitter over twitter somebody dm'd me fan of the show john Iyer. shout out to jm Iyer, 1998 on twitter big shout big shout uh was able to i think because it was roughly the halfway point he was able to extrapolate what the wins and losses would be for every team if they just literally repeated their first half of the season okay. and then see how the over-under squads would do uh, in our over-under league. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? I was, I was pretty, uh, I was happy to be in currently in second. I thought the Knicks uh, struggling and um, Miami sort of crapping the bed and I have the Orlando magic over. I didn't expect to be in second place as of right now. So I'm happy mm-hmm. with being in second. Okay. Yeah, I was in third and I was devastated. Because <laughs> you have the Cavs over, which currently is on pace for 45 wins and their over-under was 26 and a half. Like, 100% the, If that. you just drafted the Cavs, you'd be in first place. That's how good oh, they're Oh, by doing. a mile. If I just sat out <laughs> the final seven rounds, by a mile. But not just that, I'm also very confident in myself. And right now, I'm not, I'm not very confident. Like, someone is above us, and maybe we can hold off on the details and go into this in more detail in an upcoming episode. But someone is above us, and they're wrecking us. Yes, they're doing great. And shout out to the person above us. But you have the you have the wildest variance. Like some teams are like, you know, I'm one and a half off, four and a half off, yes. maybe nine games off. You're like Cavs are 18 and a half in your favor. The Memphis under you, they're doing great. It's 11 and a half uh, to your detriment. You have the Suns under, that's 12 and a half off. You chose like the wildly, the biggest, wildest, Vegas uh, <laughs> incorrect predictions of every team. Go big or go home, folks. You go on the <laughs> blogs, and then you go big and you go home. Um, but yeah, we can dig into that later. But uh, what was it? you said? His name was John. Who made that? Yeah, shout out to John. Yeah, big shout out to John. Um, I will say, Nick, so your 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 best pick is the Cavs over, and your worst pick yes. is the Suns under. Your last pick, so it's kind of and uh, Cavs over was great. Cavs over was great until Ricky Rubio went down. Ricky Rubio was like a secret triple double off the bench. And he, like he tore his ACL. Rose. Yeah, yes. he was like the the backup point guard that was like one of the most important members of the team. Have you watched any Evan Mobley this season? Yes, he's amazing. He truly is amazing. This is so exciting. It's so exciting to watch him play basketball. He's got to be the rookie of the year. 
I would hope so. And he doesn't, the best thing about him is that he doesn't look like any other player. Like he looks like somebody stretched out Kevin Durant, who already looks like somebody stretched out Jason Tatum, who already looks like somebody stretched out somebody else. Like he is so long and so thin and so athletic. And he's like making like up and unders and threes and dunking over people and blocking people. It's, it's a, he's a freak and he's only 20 years old. Yeah, this rookie class is very fun. The Scotty Barnes experiment, too, is really fun in Toronto. Those two yeah. dudes are like, oh, they almost feel like old school players where they're big, talented, and going to be a problem. Like the power forward position is going to be a problem again. And Cade Cunningham is also good. Has he been good? That's like, he hasn't gotten much press for a number one, my way. Yeah, I think he was hurt and then got COVID. But like when he was playing, he was really, really solid. Yeah. Speaking of really, really solid, the Knicks are now down 22 to the 10th seed in the East. <laughs> at home, though. At home. You got to realize. This I lied. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I lied. We're down 25. So the, <laughs> so MSG Faithful, um, one of the loudest arenas in sports, they're not afraid to... I, I can't hear the TV, but they're not afraid yes. to do right? Right? They're not afraid yeah, to Yeah, I'm wondering that same thing right now. This yeah. is one of the interesting things about watching a game on mute. Like, you don't know how pissed New York is. There's, like, there's gradients to it, right? Like, it can go from, like, yellow to orange to red. And I imagine we're in the orange right now where it's a lot of, like, loud sighs and just kind of big exhales, but not quite ready to come halftime. If we're down 30, yes, they will be rained down with booze would be my guess. (laughs) We could even put on the volume for that to find out. (laughs) That would be a good finale to this episode. uh, Just a round of booze. (laughs) Let's see if if the Celtics go up 69 to 39 going to the half. If it's like a buzzer beating three for Boston, you would think the boobers would have to come out. The score is 57-35 right now. If we don't hit let's call it 45 points by the end of the half. Uh, I would I would hope that MSG would boo. Because <laughs> that's what that's what they think it takes to turn this ship around, right? It's the fans have to yeah. get involved. And a lot of them are like union guys and construction workers that are like, I paid $125 for this seat. Boo! <laughs> Just boo! <laughs> yeah, it's not coming from the celebrities. It's not coming from Tracy no, Morgan they, or John Stewart. They have no idea what the score is. This is about the construction workers who spent half of their life savings on these season tickets, and it's boo! And again, you don't want to trade um, the Knicks over for the Knicks under. I'm willing to give it up to you because I know you're such a Knicks fan. I think we've done this a couple times, and every time I try and remind you, I expect the Knicks to lose. Like, I (laughs) want the Knicks to win, but I expect the Knicks to lose. That was a great We're down 24. Time Lord over you. That's enough. This is like a really sad Manning cast of a game. Yes. You know, and here's the thing, AB, is that a lot of informed Buckets listeners will hit us up after these episodes where we watch a game and talk about it live. And they're like, you really should do the second half because that's where all the action happens. And granted, they are correct. But in a game like this, I don't think the Knicks have anything close to it within them to, you know, come back from a 27 point comeback yeah. like at all so this is one thing where i think we might have guessed <laughs> if they're down 27 and they lose the third quarter like who's checking in to the fourth at that point it's these are already like the the replacement That's true. Like, who do they bring in they have to start, alan like, houston latrell sprewell marcus <laughs> that'd be great whoopi goldberg coaches the team my question is all those 10-day players like joe johnson was on the team like is he just he knows he just goes home now like that was just like a fun little paycheck that he earned and I'll tell you. Did he go to a practice? It was good advertising for the big three. 
Ice Cube's the big three because he was like an MVP in the big three. He was an absolute stud in the big three. And a lot of those big three dudes can still ball. And it was fun to watch them just like show up real quick for a couple of five on fives. Iso Joe. Um, I got a good question um, in one of my um, basketball chat text threads. I forget who asked it. So I apologize for forgetting. But somebody asked, would Kobe have come back if he were alive? No way. You don't think so? No way. I don't think so. That good. man, re- yeah, he retired. He was, he was, he'd probably be coaching his daughter. But, but wouldn't it have been awesome? Just like, let's fucking get Kobe in there for, I don't know, one game, two games. Let's see. At it this up. point, how many My, years is Michael he be? Jordan? It crossed my mind. I mean, you know, I, I I shouldn't be such a dick and say, no, he wouldn't. Because it crossed my mind. I was like, what if Mike just suited up for the Wizards? Just like, what if? <laughs> so I, I really shouldn't be so dismissive. But how many years would Kobe have been out of the league at this point? I think it's been five, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a while. I mean, but then again, Joe Johnson retired in 1994. So I don't know what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, I think I read some stat where it's like, Joe Johnson's shot marks 20 years in between his first and last shot as a Celtic. Wow. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Because he was a rookie. He was a rookie for Boston in like 2002. Yeah, I guess so. You know better than I about that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, yeah. Vince Carter's like, yeah, but I played in four decades, dog. Four <laughs> decades. And I didn't need COVID to sort of shake me out of retirement. I was in it. Yeah, that was, was a, that was a pure. That was a pure four. That was four straight decades clean. No, no like, pandemics. They had like Dirk Nowitzki appreciation night for the Mavericks yesterday. Are you telling me mm-hmm. like him fucking suiting up, <laughs> checking into the game? That would have been one of the greatest moment in Mavericks history. In the middle of his, in the yes, middle of they his don't speech, even he just tears it. off his suit. Yeah. <laughs> 41 is back. They like, so it's like they bring the banner back down. Yeah, it's a halftime ceremony. He checks into the game to play the fucking third quarter. How sick would that be? Tears his Achilles. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Go straight to commercial. Everyone pretends like it didn't happen. Dirk is carted off. He's waving, and we're telling ourselves, this is great. He's still waving, but we know. We know. Well, the problem is, like, they're bringing in these retired athletes as, like, kind of, like, stunt casting them to play these roles. You don't think there was a celebrity that could have checked in? Like, um, dude, who's that rapper that was doing? Yes, Adam Adam Sandler, Sandler, dude. Yes. He plays with a few minutes for the Clippers. J. Cole. J. Cole yeah, plays J. Cole, overseas. He plays yeah. semi-professional overseas. Like, yeah. why not? Who cares? Jaleel White? Who cares? Kevin Hart. <laughs> Let's go rock and jock on this shit. Like, why are, yes. we, li- why are we limiting ourselves? Dan Cortez. <laughs> they bring Bill Bellamy. They five-point basket just for them. Hey, the Knicks yes. are on a mini run here. We're not going to hear boos. We're hearing applause. <laughs> Bummer. Like. Bummer. I'd be curious. I guess the mini run's going to diminish the booze. We're down 16 and we're on a run, folks. So that's all the clarity you kind of need here. Hey, this was like the uh, the Laker-Knicks games we watched. Like the Knicks were up like 25 and then Lakers went on a mini run to end the half and they just kept it going in the third quarter. Maybe maybe magic will happen. How about if the Knicks do make a run and cut it to like 10? We don't keep the podcast going, but we can hop back on a space to discuss and like really, really talk about the game. That being said, if the Celtics open the third quarter with a 17-0 run, we don't have to do that at all. Okay, got it. So if the Knicks make this a game, maybe we just pop in for a quick check-in on Twitter spaces to watch the end. Yeah. But otherwise, okay. I mean, it is, it's closer than you thought at half. It's closer than I thought. We're still down 16, and that doesn't bring me much joy because we <laughs> don't have that much offensive um, firepower? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? 
<laughs> we have 11, folks. Spiritually, we have 11 right now <laughs> going uh, into the half. All right. Let's call this a success. So far, nobody's complained that the echo happened. We were able to watch the game. We were able to record the show. I think, I think the fidelity of the audio will be good enough to upload as a podcast episode as well. The fact that you know what fidelity means lets me know that even if it's not good quality, you'll still make it work. Oh, shit. I was sort of faking it, hoping that you wouldn't actually follow up asking me what it meant. Yeah, you can't say fidelity and not get the spotlight on it for a hot second. Uh, All right, Billy, where can people listen to more of you? Listen, man, if you're already on Twitter, you can follow me by just clicking my icon and probably hitting follow. Otherwise, No Joke Podcast, a new episode dropped today. I'm talking to uh, one of my best buddies about my Hawaiian trip from this past week, um, and that's on the HeadGum Network. Aloha. Aloha, indeed. Mahalo. Uh, And then hopefully, once cases in Los Angeles dip below 35,000 a day again, we can watch some basketball together. That sounds like a plan. But until then, we can watch these games on our computers and Twitter space (laughs) and podcast along. (laughs) the greatest space of all twitter space that's Uh, right thanks for listening everybody we'll be back as soon as humanly possible ciao everybody that was a headgum podcast